Amen. We're continuing our systematic study of Paul's letter to the Romans, and today we pick up at the uh, 14th verse where we read, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Missing in the NIV translation is that connector, that conjunction, uh, linking what's before with what follows. As the English uh, uh, standard version reads, uh, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh soul under sin. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, soul under sin. Based on what I wrote previously, as the common English Bible translation reads, uh, the 13th verse, sin caused my death through something good, the law, so that sin would be exposed as sin. That way sin could become even more thoroughly sinful through the commandment. That's why Paul continues here with, for we know that the law is an expression of a window into God's holiness, his righteousness, uh, his goodness. Because it is, consequently, it's spiritual just as God is spirit. Let me just, just in passing, uh, just say that we do, our, we do ourselves a disservice uh, and worse to simply jettison the law and what it represents. Just to say, well, that was then, this is now. Boy, you know, uh, every, everything's different. Yeah, everything's different, but there's a reason why the high priest could only go into the Holy of Holies a uh, certain time of the year. He had to get his act right. Uh, they tied something around his waist or ankle because if he pretended to get his act right and uh, he ended up uh, uh, running afoul of God's holiness, they had to get some way to get him out of the Holy of Holies. So let me tie a rope around your ankle. Can you imagine that? I'm, I'm here preaching. I'm, it's like, I'm tying a rope around Pastor Meeks. And it's like, oh, Pastor Meeks just dropped dead. I'm not coming up here. Rita's over there yanking on the rope. Get, well, that's the way it was. And that's the way it is. The holiness of God has not changed. God was holy then. He was infinitely holy then. And he's infinitely holy now. See, but now with the atoning uh, death of Jesus, we can boldly go to God and call him daddy. I mean, that's, 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 I don't half get it. So I, 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 I give you grace. Uh, that on the one hand, we can now call God daddy. Whereas before, we had to have a substitute name because we couldn't call him by his name. He's so holy, I can't even say his name. So let me, let me use uh, some other stand-in words because that's how holy he is. And that isn't changed. We should never lose sight of the awe and awesomeness of God. And that's part, that's part of the problem uh, in our 21st century way of, of, of 
I'll, I know I'll probably say it later, I'll say it now, is Pastor Campbell, Fred Campbell, uh, who will be facilitating the October 9th uh, event for us, he said, you know, the problem, Mark, is, is, is we as Christians, we've learned how to be Christian. We've learned how to be Christian. We learn how to look, how to dress, what to say, the jargon, the, the how you doing? I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm just saying, whatever, 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 you know, we, we can't even be real when it's time to be real. We just, well, okay, all right. But look at the B part of the verse. But I am of the flesh, sold under sin. In contrast to the spiritual law, he writes that he is, the translation is literally, fleshy. See, now in and of itself, that's not, it's neither good nor bad. It's just, it's just stating the fact. It's like, I'm bald. Okay, well, it's, okay, all right. So what? That, it just, it just is. Uh, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but what Paul is doing, he's framing uh, his argument that he's going to present in the next few verses. It is our flesh that serves as fertile soil for the sin seed. It's our flesh that serves as fertile soil for our sin seed. Sin uses our flesh as a counterattack, if you will, to the spirituality uh, that we now possess. And it limits us. It limits us. Uh, as we allow that, that, that sin seed to propagate, to germinate, and to grow. See, if you're like me, there have been times when you were led to do something, and uh, my cousin James, he, he, boy, I tell you, you need to talk to him. He can tell you about not only jumping out of airplanes, uh, but, but roads not traveled, should have traveled, all of those things. Uh, but I know you, there were times when you were called to do something, but you didn't because something or someone held you back. Uh, convinced you that you couldn't do it. You were called to do it, but you, you couldn't do it. So Paul, again, uses imagery the church of Rome could understand. Sold under sin. Because of my flesh, I am being constrained, much like a slave. Verse 15, for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Again, uh, that's why I'm using the ESV instead of the NIV here, because it, it includes the, the, the for, the linking. It's like, okay, Paul is making a case here. He's building, and he's building, and he's gonna, there's going to be a punchline here. Uh, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want. But I do the very thing I hate. Paul is speaking for every man, every woman that confesses Jesus Christ. Uh, that, has been, that, is born, that, is, that is alive in flesh, that is breathing. If you've assumed room temperature, I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to those of us that, that are alive, but has the spirit of the living God indwelling in them. I do not understand my own actions. I'm reminded of, uh, for those of you who have kids, I know uh, Erica J can, uh, uh, can relate to this. 
You, you ask your kid when they do something they shouldn't do. Why did you do that? What's the answer? I don't know. It's true. It's true. Why did you do that? I don't know. Paul goes on to make a clean distinction between the good he wanted to do in his mind with what he actually does. Uh, why do I end up watching TV when I really want to read more of the Bible? Why do I rationalize it's better to, to sleep in a little bit more instead of getting up and being on my knees and praying a little bit more? Why do I, why do I curse and wish ill of those that are, that are against me? Lord, you deal with them. You, you rain down boils on them. You know how to deal with them instead of praying for those people. Why do I do that? Uh, I do not understand my own actions. One theologian writes, all of us, all of us can identify with this. It is, the, it is at the heart of the Christian life, this war against evil and the human desire to give in to what we know is wrong. We know it's wrong. And we give in to it. Verse 16. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. Paul uses an interesting uh, approach to build a case for the problem we're in. The very fact that I don't do what I want to do, that is, align myself with God and his law, proves that the law is good. Uh, so that there must be something more sinister going on. So he concludes, which I've already shared, there's a, there's a toxic connection between his flesh, my flesh, your flesh, and the sin that indwells us in me and in you. I'm a sinner, period, full stop. Not a good human that occasionally does bad things, like you might drift over the speed limit, you know, you know, you just get a little heavy-footed on the, I didn't know I was going faster than 95. I, I, you know, I just, I didn't know. How do I, how do I know this? Because I choose my default, my choice is to do the opposite of the things that I know that are good, pure, and holy. The very fact that I know that I'm choosing to go against the things that are good, pure, and holy, it, it proves that the law is good. I, 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 this is better for me. This will do me well. This will please the Father. I should do that, right? No, I'm going to do this. I know you guys are looking at me. I don't have that problem. You got that problem in buckets. <laughs> you got that problem in buckets. But we 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 put on this 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 spiritual facade like, oh, I got this. 
Oh, I got this. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, you're the problem, all right. All right, now I'm just kidding. Uh, um, as long as we see ourselves as nice people, as long as we see ourselves as nice people, they just need another refresher course on how to be an even nicer person, uh, transformation is not possible. As long as we just think, oh, I, you know, I just need a little chiseled off the edges, you know, just, 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 you know, just, just a little cut, you know, the beard is good, but just trim it up a little bit. It's like, no, you need a full makeover. You need a total makeover. As a transformed believer, Paul understood what God desires, and he wants to do it. But the fact that he wants to do it and doesn't do it, uh, the, well, the fact that he wants to do it points to his trans trans transformation. So Paul's deduction, not the tax thing, but the deduction is that it's sin. It's not upbringing. It's not opportunity. It's not having the right home. It's not having the right boo. It's not having the right job. That keeps us aligning from the holy, righteous, and pure God. It is S-I-N, sin. It's sin. It's sin. It's sin. Uh, I know, I know, sin has become even a bad word in Christian circles. There's big mega churches here and elsewhere. You won't, we're not going to talk about sin. We're going to talk about how you can be a better you. We're going to bring out the best you that you can be. The best I can do is go to hell. That's the best I can do. You can perfume the pig, and I'm still a pig. You can dress me up, and that's what the people do with, the, I don't know, with this, the anthro, whatever the word is, uh, where we, uh, we, 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 we make animals into little people. We dress them up, put little hats on them. It's just, it's just, what are you doing? That's a dog. They got little derbies and vests and little footies, and, and it's just like, but we do the same thing spiritually. What are you doing? It's S-I-N. It's sin. Uh, we shake our heads and we rationalize. You know, one theologian writes, sin is that external force, a power or realm at war within us, using the law and flesh as its instruments. It first establishes a base of operations in us. It gains control over us. It enslaves us. And finally, it kills us. See, what the law has done, I'm still quoting, the law has prohibited sin, and yet it is living in me. Since it is established a bridgehead in our lives, it has made its home in us. It is therefore no longer an external force, but it is an, an internal reality, end quote. We are good at objectifying things. We're not good at identifying the issue in us. I like how David, uh, when he was confronted with his sin, sinner, murderer, adulterer, just called the role. But when he was called on it, I'm the man, I, I'm it. Well, you know, she shouldn't have. Well, he shouldn't have. No, it's like, I'm, I'm it. Yeah. 
the buck, the sin buck stops, starts and stops with me. So the law is good. I am flesh. My flesh is attracted to the sin deep in me. So he concludes with verse 18, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. I love how the message version summarizes not just the 18th, it goes all the way back to the 17th verse and it reads, but I need something more. I don't know about you. We all need something more. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions, I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. Let me be clear. Let me be very clear and careful uh, that we look for solutions to issues of life. Let me just say sometimes, I won't make that an absolute, sometimes we look for solutions to issues of life in all the wrong places. I have to be careful even here at City Church that as we make opportunities available to you, uh, Bible study, small group, book club, um, marriage classes, that we don't fall into burying our nose on the backside of a tree or a class and miss the force that's called sin uh, at the heart, at the root of everything that's antithetical, that's in opposition to God, his holiness, his righteousness, or as the old saints would say, his will and his way at the root of it is sin. That's at the root. Um, I'm like, uh, what's that, Dragnet, where it said, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. But the Meeks family had a vehicle a few years ago. And uh, I took it in for service. And the, the brakes uh, were worn down um, quite a bit prematurely, if you will. And so I'm asking the, the advisor, it's like, what's this, are you giving me, you know, aftermarket brake pads? What's, what's the deal? What's, are the rotors, the, what, is it the vehicles too heavy? And it was a she who was a service advisor, not that that matters, but she said, no, it's the driver. <laughs> Remember what I said tomorrow, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. There are only two people in the Meeks household. You're driving the car hard and then braking at the last minute. And you're wearing out the brakes. 
Okay, so one approach to the situation is to keep replacing the brakes. Says nothing about a potential accident. And what might happen is like, what if you don't stomp on the brakes in time? Or what if there's not enough bad, uh, Josh, to stop the car in time? Uh, that's one way to deal with the situation. Just, just keep taking it in and replacing the brakes. Going to another class on how to brake. Uh, another solution would be, an enduring uh, solution, I guess, would be, let's deal with the driver. Let's, let's, let's deal with the driver, then all of these other issues that are associated with the premature wearing down of the car, the brake pads, will go away. So I find this law of work, verse 21. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? I find this law, this principle, this fact at work. See, the way Paul is, uh, and you've heard Dr. Nystrom uh, unpack this more eloquently than I'm going to do even right now, just in passing. The way Paul presents this, he could be influenced by uh, the Jewish doctrine and thinking of the two natures. Uh, that is, every person has an impulse to do good and an impulse to do evil. And every decision, good or evil, is based on that tug of war. I like how the, the message version reads, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel, and just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything, and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there anyone, is there no one, who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? I'm closing. Um, theologians have uh, this, this whole pericope, this whole portion of scripture that we've just dealt with. Theologians have wrestled, is, 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 is Paul, is he addressing the, uh, is he addressing non-believers or is he addressing believers? The, who, who's he talking to? I, again, I, I, sometimes the answer is so obvious, at least to me, uh, that it's like, wait, the letter is to the church at Rome. And the fact that Paul is dealing with this, this internal struggle. See, the world, the dead fish just float downstream. That's what dead fish do. There is no struggle. It's dead. It just floats downstream. It's the live fish that, that, that struggles. That, that, so that, I believe there's no question that he's talking to the believers at Rome about real issues of living out their faith. Question is not rhetorical. Who hasn't struggled with doing what you know is right? Who hasn't done? I know you've struggled because when we went through 1 Corinthians, your heads were hanging down. 
I was here and I saw your just like, oh. and it's just like it's the text. Deal with the text. The text has a text. The holiness of God is unchanged. It's unchanged. It's unchanged. It's, he's the same. He does not change. Who hasn't regretted being sharp-tongued or quick to anger? Who hasn't? I mean, who hasn't? I mean, if, if you've never done that, tell me your secret, please. Give me what you're drinking. Who hasn't cried out being at the end of your spiritual rope? God, why do I keep ending up this way? For men, sometimes it's too often times in front of the computer doing things that you ought not be doing. Who hasn't been there? And we fool ourselves, we delude ourselves in pretending like, oh, it don't go on. And then that's why people in the back row, they're just in there, I hear what you're saying, I'm dying, nobody's really dealing with me, what's the problem, how come you guys look like you got it all together, and you're happy faces and happy Christian, and I'm back here, I'm just wilting away. So you know what, I'm just going to give in, and I'm just going to just, just, let me just go for it. It's like Charlie Brown. You know, Charlie Brown, when he's uh, standing in the center of the stage. And after all the hoo-ha and the, and the trappings of, of Christmas and all, he just cries out, doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? Doesn't anybody know what it means to be a believer and to, leave and to live an abundant and fulfilled and a satisfied and a victorious life? Does anybody know? Is there any no one that could do anything for me? Before you could cry in your beer, or the church at Rome could cry in their beer, Paul gives the answer. I forget what it was, honey. We were, I was talking about, so we were talking about something yesterday. And I said, sometimes the answer is so obvious, it's ridiculous. It's just like, where are my glasses? And this has happened to me, Erica J. Where are my glasses? I'm looking all around the house for my glasses. Where are my glasses? Oh, man, this is ridiculous. The answer is so obvious. It's, it's, it's so obvious, but it, it, it's, 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 it's like, no, there's, there's got to be a trick. There's got to be more. There's got to be something else. There's got to be some hocus pocus. And I, I, I need a, a, a special filling. I need a second filling. I need, I, need, I need something else in addition to... His question was rhetorical. And he gives the answer. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law. But in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. Before responding cynically I know what you're going to say. Oh gosh. Oh wow. That's such an unsatisfying answer. Oh, I just like, I know that's why I'm here. And, uh, and I'm still at, wait till chapter 8. 
Wait till chapter 8. And as I shared earlier, I'll share again. The problem, the challenge, I mean, it's not your problem. It's the challenge that we face is to unlearn trying to be a Christian and to live in the beauty of relational Christianity through Jesus Christ. Stop trying to be a Christian. Stop trying to, to, to adhere to uh, this, that, or the other. And it's like, you know what? I don't have to try and be bald. All I have to do is live out my baldness. That's all I have to do. I'd look silly. Yeah, I would look ridiculous if I bought a tube. Throw that thing on my head. I think Drew Brees had one on. He looked ridiculous. Looked like a rat on top of his head. You know, Drew Brees, football player. Retired. Now he's doing network broadcasting. He has the, he feels the need to have hair on the top of his head. He looks ridiculous. And so do we. Yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. And you're dying. Yeah. You're dying. Yeah. How are things? Oh, we're fine. Marriage shambles. It's a dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh, it's everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. We need to stop acting like Christ followers and just be Christ followers. Let's wait till chapter 8. I know you guys can't wait. You're going you're gonna to cheat and you're going you're gonna to go ahead and read ahead. That's okay. That's okay. I invite you to read ahead. In the meantime, let's pray. Our Father, our God, again we say thank you. Thank you for Christ. Indeed, Father, he does all things well. All things. All things. Father, just thank you for the lives you've, you've given us. Father, Father, again, thank you for giving us the opportunity to be born and to live in such an incredible, dynamic, and challenging time as this. The world indeed looks like a dumpster fire. But Father, you blessed us to live in this space. The church that confesses you uh, seems to be lost in the wilderness. Worried about, should I wear a mask? Should I be vaccinated? while the world is searching for eternal answers. Father, give us just a half a brain wisdom to understand that it's in you and only you. It's It's in you we live, we move, and we have our being. Father, everything else apart from you is destined to fail. Thank you for the words of encouragement from James. Let us have wisdom to be able to live out city church calling on this corner in this community
that is lost and they don't even know it. They need you and they can't even spell your name. People going into eternity every day. And we argue about thrones and preferences. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Let us be about your business. Father, let us live out our calling. Cease and desist from religion and enter into the blessedness of relationship in you. Father, time is short. Time is short. And Father, when we stand before the Bema, we want to hear, well done, good, faithful servants. Enter into this rest. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this word. It's in Christ's name we ask it all. Let every heart say, Amen. Let's stand. I want to thank each and every one of you. I want to encourage you. Please, please, please head over to the 31 Sanctuary. Cliff and uh, Patrick, they're, they're going to be like the Pied Pipers. They're going to lead you right on over there. Sign up for small group. I don't have time. You don't, you don't not, you don't have the lack of time not to have the time. Whatever I said. You need to be a part, Kevin, you need to be a part of small group. It's not an option. Well, you're going to make me? I can't make you. I can't make me do anything. Hear me. I'm a sinner. But I'm smart enough to know to go when I'm thirsty where the water's at. I got a half a brain. You need to be part of small group, Zeb. Oh, I don't have time. I can't hear it. You need to be part of small group. You need to be part of small group. If you want, otherwise, you will constantly go back and try and patch up the brokenness of life. Oh, is like oh well, this is and this is oh and this is but so, but 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 what are you what are you doing? I, I understand Jesus when the guy was laying at the he was laying at Bethesda and he asked he's like you would think it was an otherwise obvious obvious like I'm here. There's a lot of people here, but Jesus asked, "Do you want to be home?" It's not rhetorical. Do you want to be whole? Do you, do you want to be whole? Or do you want to just struggle through life? Do, do you want to be whole? Do you want to go from, 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 from bad decision to bad decision? From screw up to screw up? Or do you want to be whole? I want to... I want to be whole. I want to be holy. I want to do Martin Luther King Jr.'s seven words before he went on to be with the Lord. I just want to do God's will. That's it. 
you want to do religion? You want to do church? There are other opportunities to do that. I just want to do God's will. Do you want to be whole? Do you want to be, do you want to be whole? And what did he say? Well, you know, it's just like, and I just see Jesus want to just backslap him. It's just like, I ask you a question. God is standing before you. And I'm asking you, do you want to be whole? That's a yes or no. It's not a yeah, but. It's yes or no. It's yes or no. Grace entered in. It's a pathetic excuse for an answer. She's like, let me just heal this boy. He's, 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 he's too ignorant to even understand the opportunity that's before him. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I am so thankful to be co-laborers with these men and women that call on your name, that give up their time, give up their 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 opportunities. They could be doing anything, but you have laid on their heart for us to come together to compare notes, to study the word, to be better, to be challenged, and now to go out into a world and apply the knowledge that we've been given today. Father, make us incredibly uncomfortable. Trouble us so we cannot get sleep until that time when we pursue you as the oxygen, the spiritual oxygen that you are and that we need, but we don't have the wisdom to know that it's in you and only you that we live, we move, and have our being. Father, thank you for Christ. He does all things well. Be with us this day, this week. Bless us, Father. Thank you for Sister Jones. Thank you for being her, her for carrying her through a very trying, tumultuous series of events and weeks. Continue to be her God. Bless her. Thank you for Miss Ophelia. Continue to bless her in Midland, Texas. Watch over her. Protect her. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's the name of your son, my Savior. He saved me from hell. Thank you. But he saved all of those that call on his name. Thank you for Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen. greet somebody.